0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks, breaking down the latest in reality TV and pop culture. Happy to be here with you today. I feel good. You know why? I take a nap every day. Every day, and sometimes, more often than not, I slip into the nap coma, but I'm trying something different this week because I'm I'm just chronically exhausted. It is what it is. So uh, I was talking to David about it, and he's like, you know, your average sleep cycle. He's getting all... Analytical about it. It's 30 minutes. You shouldn't be longer than 30 minutes. But me, I can never fall asleep. It takes me like anywhere between 15 minutes to an hour sometimes to fall asleep. 50 minutes has been the key to my happiness in life. Listen to me. I'm beaming. I'm glowing. I'm chock full of energy. Took a 50 minute nap today. Turned out to be like, you know, 35, 40 minutes. Woke up. I did have a cup of coffee after I woke up. So maybe that's also helping a little bit. I just feel confident. So confident that I have a side part today, which I told you last week. You can watch on YouTube at Morgan's Pop Talk. So don't roast me in the comments. I'm like shaking my head trying to figure out what's going on with the hair. I haven't brushed my hair in like three days. Didn't blow dry it. So it's looking crazy. Let's see how that looks. I don't know. I'm self-conscious, you know, because these clips go on the internet. No, I'm not done with my word vomit. I have a couple more things to get to. It's BravoCon Ticket Week. The Hunger Games. May the odds be ever in your favor because your girl is stressed, okay? I've only been to one other BravoCon last year in New York City. When I tell you tickets sold out like that, they did. So if you're going to BravoCon, if you're going to try to get tickets this week, I'm with you. My thoughts and prayers are with you. Channel your thoughts and prayers towards me that I get the tickets that I want. I've had some people asking me which ones to get. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to be straight up honest with you. I don't know. Because last year they had three ticket tiers. They had the general admission, the VIP, and then the SVIP. I got the VIP ticket last year. Wasn't really worth it, to be completely honest with you. Um, but they did away with the middle tier ticket. So I don't know. I don't know. I am going to try to get the more expensive ticket this year, the VIP which is $1200. So, please don't stop listening to my podcast otherwise I won't be able to afford to go to BravoCon. Um, but also David wants David wants to go to BravoCon with me. You guys, this is how I know that David is the one. When I was talking to him about going to BravoCon, he was like, "Yes, I want to go. I'll like I'll shoot all your content for you." <laughs> Why? Is he not the most perfect baby angel that has ever walked the planet? My ex-boyfriends would have been like, this is stupid. And David is like, I will be your personal videographer for the weekend. It's true love, baby. It's true love. You know, I thought that this podcast episode was going to be light And then I wrote eight pages of notes. So buckle up, baby. It was Divorce Week in Hollywood. We're going to get all into it. But first, the pop three. These were the three biggest headlines in reality TV and pop culture. Let's start with Erica Jane. Meeting with alleged, because you know we have to say that, victims of Tom Girardi this week. So it's been a while since we've done a Girardi Files update. Obviously, you know, in 2020 and in 2021, it was the hot topic of conversation, but it's since died down. I mean, it's been three years of this. Um, we also were in quarantine when this was happening. So, you know, we just had nothing else better to do, but I first came across this story on Instagram, our girl Kiki from the talk of shame. Love her. If you don't follow her, follow her. She's great. Um, she went to this event that Erica Jane was at and the caption intrigued me. Cause you know, of course I see the video of them all posing and hugging and whatever. And I'm going to read Kiki's, um, caption to the post. She said, An amazing day for unity and doing good. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Erica Jane came to the launch of Paul's Ice Cream Company and met with some of the Girardi Keys victims. Apologies were made and the focus for everyone seems to be less about finger pointing and more about how to help each other rebuild. Thank you, Kimberly Archie for organizing an amazing event. And thank you Valley Inn restaurant for hosting and everyone go support this amazing ice cream company. Okay. So this Paul's ice cream event it's a new company founded by Kathy Rio Gomez and Kimberly Archie. So Kimberly Archie was a former employee quotation marks at Girardi's law firm, Girardi keys. She, I believe she was a contractor, you know, so she wasn't like on his staff. You get it. Um, but she has been very um, vocal in the past. She's been on tons of podcasts about how she hates Tom Girardi and has not been a fan of Erica Jane. So when I saw that she was there with her, I was like, "Wait a second, what?" Um, because Kim Archie was also in the Hulu documentary, "The Housewife and the Hustler." Remember that came out. So Erica, I'll get, I'll dive deeper into that in a second, but. Erica tells Page Six, who was also at the event, that she came there, quote, with an open heart to listen to what's going on, hear what happened, and figure out how to be a part of how to move forward together in ways that can be beneficial for all victims. I have a million and a half questions about Erica Jane showing up to this event uh, for Tom Girardi's alleged victims. First and foremost, who invited Erica? Because Kathy Rio Gomez is the mother of a burn victim whose $11 million settlement money was allegedly you know, defrauded by Tom Girardi. And Kim Archie, who worked with Tom at Girardi Keys in some capacity, has gone on every podcast under the sun except for mine to be vocal about some disdain. For Erica. I even went back to make sure that my memory served me right. I remember listening to Kim on um, Ryan Bailey's podcast. And at least back in October, you know, Kim was not an EJ fan. So, how did Erica Jane end up at Kimberly Archie's event? There had to be some type of conversation that went down behind the scenes to get Erica to that event. You know, with all the alleged victims, it kind of seems um, like a win win, though, for everyone involved when it comes to the publicity of it, right? It's good for this ice cream startup business because a housewife is there and not just any housewife. Erica Jane, the estranged wife of a carn artist who swindled millions from you, <laughs> the people that are putting this event on, you know? And for Erica Jane, it's good. For her, because this is her first public apology tour, redemption tour. This is the first time that she's ever even really acknowledging the victims. I mean, go back and watch that season of Beverly Hills. Anytime you brought victims up, it's like run the opposite direction from Erica Jane. She can't, she can't, she can't, she can't. Kim Archie was going on podcast saying, Yes, you can, Erica, you just choose not to. So this was just wild to me. I would love to hear some BTS about what went down at that event. I get a little scratchy vibes from it, if I'm being completely honest with you. But anyways, let's move on to headline number two. Jordan Woods and Kylie Jenner seen buddying up, just grabbing sushi, you know, on a Saturday evening as former BFFs do. So if you missed it, (laughs) who missed it? Who missed the Jordan Woods scandal? Well, in case you did, let's just re refresh your mems. Jordan Woods kissed Khloe Kardashian's ex-boyfriend and father of child, Tristan Thompson, back in 2019. Back then, Jordan Woods admitted that Tristan kissed her, but nothing else was romantic between them. She went on Red Table Talk. She was exiled from the Kardashian family. Khloe went on to have another child with Tristan, but she was completely exiled from the Kardashian family. Now. Everything you see in the press says that Chloe never said to Kylie you can no longer be friends with Jordan. I mean, whether or not you want to believe that, I don't I don't even think Chloe would have to say that. The vibes enough would be enough for Kylie to know, okay, never mention Jordan around Chloe unless I want to get, like, scalped or something, okay? Meanwhile, sources close to Jordan and Kylie say they've been hanging out privately together for a while, you know, despite only being spotted out together over the weekend. They add, Jordan reached out to Kylie to apologize for how everything went down and let her know that she loves her. Um, You know... <sighs> Today's sponsor is Factor Meals. Finally starting to get warmer. You want to spend your time outside and not in the kitchen. With Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Visit factormeals.com slash poptalks50 and use code poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factors fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you will always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. You can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to factormeals.com slash poptalks50 and use code poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code poptalks50 at factormeals.com slash poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. It's so disappointing, isn't it? Because if Kendall and Kylie really wanted to keep the Kardashian TV legacy alive... They so easily could. They could carry that show on their back and they choose not to. Kylie reuniting with Jordan Woods, Kendall and her NBA starting five lineup, Kylie dating Timothy Chalamet, the astral world tragedy and the after effects. I mean, but instead they give us Kendall refusing to sing Jingle Bells with the family at Christmas. Even though she has the best voice of the family and she's never going to, she's never going to sing for us because why would she? She's Kendall Jenner. She's Kendall Jenner. She can't do that. And they give us Kylie. Actually, I don't even, I don't even remember the last time I've seen Kylie on my television screens. If she was, she was in and out putting on some lip gloss from a Kylie lip kit and then piecing the heck out of there. Kylie and Jordan, I think they did want to be seen in public together. I've said this on the podcast. I've said this on the page. Any celebrity that does not want to be seen will not be seen. Any celebrity that does want to be seen will end up on the Daily Mail, which is exactly where these photographs came from. And it's like, but I, I can't figure out why, you know, because if this was Chloe, even we would say it's to drum up publicity. For the show but they don't care about the show so i don't know what the heck they're doing i think a lot of people have the sentiment that if the family could forgive tristan they should forgive jordan jordan and i think that's probably what's happening here so there is my thoughts on that last but certainly not least we got the golden bachelor oh my gosh <laughs> gary <laughs> Is Gary not the cutest thing you've ever seen? Why did it take the Bachelor franchise so long to do this? Because they, it hasn't even come out yet. And I feel like they've struck gold. Gary Turner, 71 from Indiana. I cried. I cried when I saw the promo. I teared up at Gary. It's never too late to fall in love again. Are you kidding me with that? Are you kidding me with that? That's the slogan. The slogan for the regular season of The Bachelor is here for the wrong reasons. This is it's never too late to fall in love again. Stop. Stop. Okay. The format will be the same as a regular Bachelor or Bachelorette, except it'll be women 65 and older. So about Gary. He's a retired restaurateur who was married for 43 years to his high school sweetheart, Tony who suddenly fell ill and passed in 2017. He has two daughters and two granddaughters. Daughters are the ones I believe that encouraged him to do it, maybe even applied for him on the show. According to The Hollywood Reporter, The Golden Bachelor doesn't have a premiere date yet, but will air on 10 p.m. Eastern time. I mean, that's a bit much, isn't it? 10 p.m. I don't even know if retired people stay up until 10 p.m. I sure as heck do not. Although, you know, charity is getting a time change back to her season. It was nine. It's getting moved back to eight as it should be. I'm loving it. I'm loving the season. You guys already know. Don't forget bachelor Dump Friday. We're going to talk about Sean Booth as a dad. Uh, yeah, he's having a offspring. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Brayden getting sent home in episode four recap how much I love Dotton and charity and their end game. So be sure to subscribe to The Bachelor Brain Dump if you love The Bachelor content. The link is in the show notes. Anyways, back to our beloved Gary. Think about everything that's wrong with The Bachelor. You know, here for the wrong reasons, people playing games, people being playing parts, being villains, being easily manipulated, people wanting to be influencers. Our golden bachelor, Gary, he didn't even have an Instagram two days ago. And I know because I looked. As soon as that promo came out. I was like, where's the tag? Where is the tag? So I can follow Gary on Instagram. He's 71 years old, Morgan. He doesn't have an Instagram. I think his daughters made one for him over the past couple of days. And you better believe your girl has followed. I saw he did clickbait, I think. Is that? No, Bachelor Happy Hour with Serena and Joe. I saw it on his stories because I'm Gary's number one fan right here. I saw in a story stories, it's like, I'm doing a podcast tomorrow. I don't really know what a podcast is. <laughs> you guys, we have no choice, no choice but to stand Gary. I mean, everything hits. He's hot. I'm not afraid to say that about a 71-year-old man. He's hot. He's lovable. He's got his family supporting him. He's been through a difficult season in his life, been single for six years. We're here for Gary. We're here for Gary. I hope he finds everlasting love, happiness, I mean, the cutest little button I've ever seen. OK, let's move on to this week's deep dive. Every single week on my Instagram at Morgan P Talks, I ask what you guys want to talk about for the deep dive. We had two Hollywood divorces this week. And then as I was prepping for the show, uh, Megan and Harry split rumors. So we're going to discuss all of it. I'm calling it Hollywood split week. You know, it's kind of like uh, they're going to a Amor. But they're getting divorced instead. I'm going to save Harry and Meghan for last because I feel like I have the most to say about that and the anticipation. It's got to build. Let's start with Ariana Grande and her husband, Dalton Gomez. They're separated and heading for divorce. This news came swiftly after Ariana Grande was seen at Wimbledon over the weekend. Sans husband, Sans wedding ring, sitting next to Andrew Garfield and another Um, really hot guy that I guess is on TV. He does something. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know everything. Okay. I'll be the first to admit I don't know everything. Um, And immediately, it was like the pictures of Ariana Grande at Wimbledon came out. Five seconds later, the press was like, boop, they're done. Split. Now, depending on what publication you went to determines the factor of the language involved. E-news, they're broke up. Uh, do, do you break up with a husband or wife or do you separate and then get divorced? You go to TMZ, they're like, divorce. You know, it's just like different uh, different language depending on where you want to go. I know a lot of people don't even know who Dalton Gomez is and that's by design. He's not famous. He's a real estate agent. He apparently hates the spotlight. So great idea to marry um, Ariana Grande, you yeah. know. You know, just like minorly famous, you know, maybe one of the most recognizable singers in the world, but he hates the limelight. Okay, anyways, I'm gonna stop being mean. It was early 2020 when we first saw them making out at a dinner bar, or no, dinner bar Louie in North Northridge, California. Ariana Grande goes to Bar Louie. I'm sorry, I don't know why that just tripped me out. Celebrities are just like us. I've made out with somebody at Bar Louie before, and now Ariana Grande is doing the same thing. Okay. At the time, like I said, nobody really knew who Dalton Gomez was or how serious the relationship had gotten, but then they tied the knot in May of 2021 in a very private ceremony at Ariana's home in Montecito. 20 people there. He He hates the spotlight. He hates it. Today's podcast sponsor is OneSkin, and if you have sensitive skin, listen up. We got to talk about their scientifically proven topical supplements. Free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red and itchy and irritated, all the stuff we hate, their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons they've earned the Skin Safe seal of approval. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on On all skin types. Not only that, they're the first and only skin longevity company to target cellular senescence, a key hallmark of aging. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Say no more. Get started today with 15% off using code PopTalks at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code PopTalks. After your purchase, they're gonna ask where you heard about them. Please support the show, support your girl, tell them I sent you because we give credit where credit is due here at MPT. They're definitely not together. I mean, she erased or archived all wedding posts from her Instagram page. They got married when she was 27 and he was 24. I mean, they were babies, and I know young love can work, and I know as soon as I say that a million of you are going to come to my DMs and be like, "Morgan, I was 22 and I'm still happily in love." I'm not saying it can never happen. Um I just oh my god, if I would have been married when I was 27 or 24, I would probably also be divorced. But when you look back at Ariana Grande's relationship history, um, and you know, obviously, it goes way back with like Big Sean and some people in between. But her her v- first very famous relationship was with Mac Miller. She dated Mac Miller for two years. They broke up in April or May of 2018 after two years together. And and not long after, she started dating Pete Davidson. Like within the same month, she started dating Pete Davidson. And then they got engaged after four weeks. Um, so no stranger to like really moving quickly. Um, obviously, we know tragic. Tragic story when it comes to Mac Miller overdoses and dies. Um, And, you know, I think no matter what her relationship was with Mac Miller at that current time, that is going to affect you drastically. I mean, not long after that, she broke up. With P or she and P broke up. We don't know like what specifically the reason was about. It could be because they moved too fast. You know, obviously she's grieving the loss of someone that she really loved. Um, and then after that, she wasn't linked to anyone for like a year. She briefly dates this guy named Mikey Foster for like two minutes, and then she starts dating Dalton Gomez in 2020 and they get married. Um Yeah, you know, my initial th- my initial thought going into it before I looked up her relationship timeline is that it seems as though, um, how do I want to say this? It's not that she finds purpose in these relationships. And it's not even that, I want to go down the path of like a love addict. Not saying that she is, but, you know, she moves through relationships quicker than, than most. You know, she did have a year where she was, like I said, briefly, briefly dating this Mikey Foster person, but then she gets married. And it's like you have these really public um, but deep relationships with Mac Miller and obviously with Pete Davidson enough to get engaged, um, unfortunately, and then call the wedding off. But then you get married to somebody Pretty soon after you end that engagement, you get, you know what I mean? Like, it seems like maybe she just liked the idea of being in love. And I think that she probably has some healing that needs to go on. She's been through a lot in her relationships and publicly. So I wish nothing for the best for Ariana. I know nothing about Dalton. It's, you know, it sounds like your fourth grade crush that you would pass notes to. Do you like me? Yes or no? Dalton Gomez. Dalton Gomez you know, in like Mr. Greg's science class. I not. I just, he can slip away into, I don't want to say oblivion. That sounds like really rude, but he doesn't want to be famous. So he's not gonna be famous anymore. Second, Sofia Vergara, divorced. People had their radars up a week ago when her fiance, Joe, posted happy birthday, Sofia. And that was it. It's always the birthday post, isn't it? PTSD from Kyla Mauricio's birthday post. I swear. It's like, that's the way the celebrities let us know without like coming out and say, hey, we're separated or getting divorced. But the couple told page, sig- page six in a statement, a tale as old as time. We've made the difficult decision to divorce. As two people that love and care for one another very much, we politely ask for respect of our privacy at this time as we navigate this new phase of our lives. Like, Do they just like copy and paste this statement from every single celebrity ever? Um, A source added that Sophia and Joe have been growing apart for a while now. They're taking some distance from each other to contemplate their future. Meanwhile, Sophia is in Italy celebrating her fifty-first birthday. Her friends are commenting under her post like, "This is what fifty-one and hot and single looks like." So like, they're done. Like, there's no question about it. She was there without her wedding ring. Um, There's This narrative floating around out there, and like I said, I don't, I I mean, I didn't say it, but I've been thinking it. I don't know how true or false this is, but that Sophia and Joe, that their divorce may be linked to Joe being sober. So source for the Daily Mail says that he was actually warned about getting into a relationship with someone who wasn't actively sober. He's been sober for 21 years and counting. The source says... Of course, the fact that Sophia is not sober had an impact on their marriage. He did not think that he was going to change her, but he also didn't think about the implications this could have on their marriage. Despite Sophia reportedly being supportive of his sobriety, sobriety experts say that relationships between a sober person and someone who drinks can face challenges. Addiction expert Katrina Patterson shared that it was like Sophia, quote, was dangling a carrot in front of him even if she didn't mean to, making their marriage a very slippery slope. I hate that. I hate that comment from this addiction expert. I mean, even if there is some layers of truth to it, you cannot make generalized blanket statements about sobriety in general, because everybody's sobriety journey is different. Some people can handle being around alcohol some people can't but he's been sober for 21 years. I think that conversation between him and Sophia would have happened before year 7, you know, like it just I don't know, I don't like that. And maybe I'm extra sensitive to it because I am in a relationship with somebody who is sober and you know, I by no stretch am am a big drinker myself. Um but that just rubs me the wrong way because it it Stigmatizes sober people that they can't they can't dare hang out with somebody who's drinking. A lot of sober people can do that, and it's not dangling a carrot in front of their face. Okay. Anyways, let's move on to Harry and Meghan. Y'all, rumors are flying about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Competing rumors, battle royale, if you will. One source tells Radar Online, listen to me. One of you DM'd me that when you saw this story pop up from Radar Online that you said it in the Lisa Vanderpump voice, and I'm taking ownership for that. I know Lisa Vanderpump said it, but the fact that I can never say Radar Online without saying it like that, that's my influence. I don't want to be an influencer in life, but in this regard, I do. So you're welcome. Anyways. Radar Online said that they're taking time apart, that he wants, Prince Harry wants to find himself and rebuild their bond. Another source told Dumois that they had sold their mansion in Montecito and that Harry is living in another space. Another insider is defending the couple, saying it's not true. It's literally made up. We're going to explore all angles, baby, because that's what we do. With this Harry and Meghan trouble in paradise rumor, first, You can't believe everything you read on the internet. We know that, right? News outlets have to get little folks like us clicking the page. How do they do that? They put Harry and Meghan in the title and like it's bound to get some clicks. That's my first thought. My second thought, though, is that to believe Harry and Meghan live in this fairy tale love bubble with no problems in the world and it's all rainbows and butterflies would also be really naive to believe. They've had major issues publicly with their extended families. They've had issues with the press. They've now been dropped by Spotify. I don't care how happy and in love you are when you have all these external forces with this huge publicity pressure that's going to have an effect on you and in turn have an effect on how you are as a partner, especially when 90% of the public scrutiny and drama that surround you is dependent on whether or not you are in a romantic relationship with each other. You know what I mean? But let's continue to go down the rabbit hole. Maybe I have Bravo brain and like my DNA has just been genetically altered forever to believe every little thing that I see. You know, Scandival true. Kyle and Mauricio, True, pending ish. True ish. You know, we don't know the extent of it yet. Um, but I want to play it from both angles. If I'm Megan, and because I'm with Harry, I'm constantly torn down, maybe lied about, hunted by the media in both the U.S. and in England. It would be fair for someone to say, "I can't handle this enough." Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. And I throw in the towel on the royal family what you've known your whole entire life to move to Montecito, California in hopes to build a media empire in in the States with your Hollywood actress wife. And it falls flat in the first year because Megan releases 12 podcast episodes for her $20 million podcast deal. And not only does it fail because of its failure, she is now... She now has the reputation of being hard to work with, and brands automatically put her at arm's length. Now, I'm not saying that either of these scenarios are true. I'm just saying that those two narratives exist, and I don't think anybody really knows the truth unless you know Meghan and Harry personally, but if that's the case, Prince Harry might start to resent her. Do I think they are going to split? No. No. Or not right now is my general thought because people can only take so much. And, you know, Harry even said this recently. I don't know if it was in his book or the million documentaries they do. I don't know. But, you know, he's always said that the media also tries to destroy his relationships. We've seen it with his past girlfriends or whatever, but that it's just like I said. That is an external force that puts pressure on this relationship that's supposed to be between two people. Harry and Meghan's relationship, even though they don't want it to be, is between those two and a billion other people in the world because of who they are. So I don't know. Can people can people live like that? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. Um, so yeah, that's my answer. Do I think that they're going to split right now? No. Do I think in the future? Maybe it depends on how this whole California lifestyle goes. So TBD. Okay. Final thoughts. We have a new era in the real housewives of New York. We got the reboot this week. They made their debut and wowza. It got a lot of buzz. It was met with a lot of hesitation. From Bravo fans who weren't ready to see their OGs ride right off into the sunset, or it's a crappy lake. I will say, when I first first ten minutes, I was having a difficult time because uh, it's a number of different things. For the first ten minutes, I felt like it didn't feel like a housewives show, um, and once I rid my mind of that expectation, because. You're going into it expecting to see personalities like Ramona, Luann, Sonia, Carol, Bethany. These, these women are not that. Like their, their personality styles are very distinctly different. So I was going into it with the preconceived notion of what we've known Roni to be for the past 15 years. Once I let go of that expectation, I found myself enjoying it more and being able to connect with the cast more. I think for this first episode, Bravo did a really great job of explaining who these people are. That is a major complaint of mine in any new show. If you remember, I felt this way during Martha's Vineyard where I liked the premise of the show, but the cast was so huge. And all we knew about it was this person is friends with this person. This person is married to this person. And it was very confusing to navigate the relationships. But I feel like they really took the time to explain to us who each housewife was, who they know, who they don't know. I think the only housewife that got a little shafted in the first episode was Upa. We didn't see a lot from, I mean, she's, it still was like explaining, you know, she's a model. She's beautiful. Um, I know that she's cousins with Chanel Ion just from Instagram. Uh, but obviously, you know, I think that we'll see more from her as the season goes on. um but yeah, like I said, once I once I removed that from my brain, I really started enjoying it. Of course, the ladies are Aaron Bryn, Jessel, Sai, Uba, and Jenna. The first major feud is about cheese. that's weird. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Cheese gate involves Aaron, Bryn, Sai, in the infamous cheese platter, so. Brynn shares that she heard Aaron had a problem with Sai from a previous gathering because Sai maybe rubbed her the wrong way. She's like, Sai comes over and Sai's like, What's that? She's like, That's cheese. And then Sai goes, Oh, you eat cheese? That's weird. Or no, so Aaron's like, Is that not cool? Is that not chic? And she goes, That's weird. And so I was like, for the record, I did not say cheese is weird as she's like pretty much funneling the fondue that's at Jenna Lyons house later in the episode. She's like, why would I ever say that cheese is weird? I love cheese. It's so stupid that I believe it, you know? And I've been dying for some lighthearted, funny, intriguing content. Cheesegate did it for me. It, it might not have done it for you, but it did it for me. It's not like, I believe my sisters turned me into the feds. You know, it's like, is she's weird. That's what I need. It's what I'm getting from the real housewives of orange County right now. You know, questions about the marriage of the new girl. I can't remember her name. I'm sorry. There's too many blondes. They all look the same to me. It's not Tamara. It's not Taylor. Was her name, Jen? I think her name is Jen. They're all named Jen. Why are they all named Jen? Okay. Anyways. Like I said, it's so petty and stupid that I think it's really something that my girlfriends and I would fight about. And it's the way that Brynn says it. She's like, that's weird. Like, that's how I would reenact a fight with my friends. You know, and all's well that ends well. They go to Jenna Lyons' fabulous New York City apartment. I was like waiting for a Sonia Townhouse moment and it's like Jenna Lyons in her walk-in closet and her 380 pairs of shoes is the new. Sonia's Townhouse. I mean, nothing could ever be as iconic. Like, don't come for me. But, anyways, you know, they ate the cheese. All was good. They hate catch. I don't know what catch is. I'm from the sticks, you know? So I don't know if it's cool to be at catch in 2022 when they film this. Apparently, it's not. But, anyways, Andy is putting the other housewives on notice. Did you see this? Somebody, it was on threads. I'm not on threads. I'm not cool enough. Um, somebody said, you know all of this positive feedback from the Roni reboot. Are you thinking about doing it with other franchises? And he did the the thinking emoji face. Mhm. Yeah. Uh huh. Mhm. Mhm. Who the first? Who do I think would be the first to be rebooted? Y'all know the answer. It's the Real Housewives of New Jersey. I'm sorry. Sorry, it is. You know why? Because it's because of Teresa and Melissa. Like for as much as they think that they are the show and like they are, they also are the downfall of the show because we can't have any, we can't have Cheesegate with Louie looming, you know, the stakes are too high. Bo Deedle's involved. You can't be talking about fondue when Bo Deedle's involved, but that's what I want. I want lighthearted. I think the Real Housewives of Orange County is on track to being you know, back to where it was. I'm thinking of the other ones. I mean, they could reboot a real housewives of Dallas. I think Salt Lake city, this is a make or break season for them. We're going to have to find out because they too are going down the road of thinking this is what people want to see as housewives content, just pure toxicity. And it's not, I mean, of course you want to see a fight every now and then, but like not the whole entire time. So Snaps to the Real Housewives of New York. I really did love it. You know, time will tell. We're only one episode in, so we will see. Before we go, I have a bone to pick with you. I saved the scolding for the end of the podcast. And yeah, I'm talking to you. You. I'm opening this up on Apple Pots because I want to make sure that I have the most accurate information before I scold my lovely sister's. Uh, yep, yeah, knew it. Haven't had a new podcast rating since June 20th. It's been a month and I haven't had a new podcast rating. Look, you guys, your girl has to get to BravoCon. People have to listen to the podcast. So please leave a little review, a little five stars, a little love you like a sis. It takes five seconds. It helps the podcast tremendously. Also, I have a homework assignment for you. If you have a friend in your life that loves Bravo, that loves pop culture, that loves The Bachelor, send them the pod. Just say, hey, thought you should listen to this. Not enough people like to gossip. Morgan likes to gossip respectfully, respectfully, because I also believe in grace and love and light, okay? okay so see you back bachelor brain dump on friday we have lots to discuss so make sure you click the link to be subscribed for my real true sisters my number one girlies extra pop comes out on monday we will will discuss everything that happened vanderpump rules is filming in lake tahoe and some people are there and some people are not there so you know that's going to be included in extra pop this weekend we'll see you there on the patreon if not see you next week as always love you like a sis a Huda Media Production.